Welcome back to Trending in Education. Dan Trafford, Mike Palmer, Brandon Jones with you. And this week we're talking about a book called The Inevitable by Kevin Kelly. Uh, we teased it out a little bit last week on our Elon Musk episode. Uh, it forecasts the 12 te technological forces that will shape the next 30 years, according to the author Kevin Kelly. Uh, but first, as always, I want to say hi to Mike and Brandon. Mike, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm becoming uh, intrigued by this topic, and I'm looking forward to flowing freely throughout this conversation. Uh, Brennan, any two or three topics from this book that you'd like to work into your response on how you're doing today? Well, I, I like interacting with both of you, although I'm questioning what this approach to our intro is all about. I, I caught what you, I caught you. Yeah. I wish there had been more filtering perhaps. Yeah, perhaps. In, in our approach. Yeah. Uh, it's all about how you begin, right? It's hey, all Dan, the beginning. Can I say a thing about this of book course. real quick? Of course. I think it's interesting writing a book like this. Mm -hmm. So you write a book about the future, mm -hmm. knowing that within years, certainly months, mm -hmm. potentially of your publication, that, like you're the thing that you've written about is happening or not happening. Right. So this book was written in 2016. Published we, in 16. Who knows when he wrote it? So written in 1985, maybe. <laughs> um, so uh, published in 2016. Yes. Uh, we read it uh, as part of, yes. uh, as, a, as a business offsite pre-work. Right. I mean, we, we were inspired to read it on, on our own and, and I'd already read it twice. Um, like I, Elon Musk, I, I, I had him read it to me twice one night. I listened. Yeah. You listened to, I also, I bought the Kindle and the audible. Nice. Yeah. So I, I got it both through my, my, uh, your, learn balls your, your and learn my balls learn holes. And your learn holes. Yes. Um, but, uh, it's, it, it does seem like it's a bold, it's a bold move. This yeah. is, you know, you're writing a whole book where mm -hmm. depending on how right or wrong you are, like, I guess, do people buy books that were that were published in 2012 anyway? Depending on the book, yeah. Yeah, if it's awesome. Well, yeah. Right. So, but that's a, it's a interesting. Like being a futurist, mm -hmm. you're very quickly proven to be right or wrong. Although he he gave himself a 30-year time horizon, right? Yeah, but I I just I, every time he wrote 30 years, I read 30 days. <laughs> so, I think he's definitely been wrong about most things yeah. in the last month. Right. Um but uh, anyway, that was my that was my meta point. I never met a point I didn't like about this uh, about this book. Um, your need it now ness there, Brandon, coming through with the thirty days. That was one of the twelve. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Uh, so the question I I had of of looking this over and, and Mike, you bring this topic was it does feel a bit science fictiony to me, and I don't know if that's more to Brandon's point too of it being a futurist and it being. Uh, how, whether it's right or wrong, it's a look ahead though, uh, of what this author believes will be the, the next steps. And these 12 topics are, are sort of those pieces or 12 trends, uh, that will forever change to, to cite directly here, the ways in which we work, learn and communicate. Am I, am I off base there? Do, is there sort of a, a, a fine line here between science fiction and, and fact or, or futurism here that this author is trying to, to describe? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, it's a mix of taking a stab at what he thinks is coming. And then there's a decent amount of it that I think is factual. You know, like there's a good amount of this that is not even science fiction, it's science fact. It's just people don't have access to the same information. And then full disclosure, you know, Kevin Kelly was one of the co-founders of Wired. So if you've been a futurist for 20, 25, 30 years, 
people are continuing to give you access to cutting edge stuff. So like you see stuff early. Uh, the quote that I really liked, I think it's a William Gibson quote, is that the future is here now. It's just not evenly distributed. And I like that idea. And I think that's why it's not really so much science fiction as like in, in pockets, we're further ahead. And I think when you have sort of the vantage point of a Kevin Kelly, you can start to get a better read on where the, the new action is. And also at times, I think he's got some crazy ideas that aren't going to happen in here too. So I think he, he sort of mixes... He mixes, Re- remixes. His, he remixes. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I have another question about this book. Yeah. Did you, Mike? Did you go to high school with a with a person named Kevin Kelly? Probably. Yeah, I think I did. That's my theory, by the way. My theory is that every one of the listeners on this call, yeah, um, you know, North American yeah. listeners went to uh, a high school with someone named Kevin Kelly. So you're saying that Kevin Kelly eventually invents a cloning and a time travel machine and he sends No, I'm, de- I'm definitely of- not saying that. But I just, I think one of the things that's fun- Where are you going with this? Is when you read a book by someone who has a name yeah. of someone who you know. Sure. You like, you like fantasize for a moment yeah. that it could be the person that you I know. know. Some- I know someone famous. Oh. Right? No. no. They, they just have a common name. <laughs> yeah. 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 This happens to me all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about myself. Yeah, me too. Michael, yeah. Michael Palmer is uh, like a horror medical drama book I title. I thought guy. that's who Oh, sorry. You and that's were. also what I do uh, in my spare time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, I also thought this was science fact. I, like, I, I, I don't feel like, I mean, you know, he's, he is a futurist and so he's taken some swings. He does a lot of, um, like imagine a time in the future I wake up and I turn on my right. So like there was a lot of sort of vignettes where he's thinking Uh far into the future. And some of that is, is, is science fiction, but um, it's all, it's all based on things that are happening today. I I like that quote quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's also the future is not evident sometimes when we're not looking for it, Mm -hmm. but I think this, and I think this book has, I'll just be personally, I think, um, yeah, I, I I liked it just fine, but I, I did like the thinking that it made me do. Right. Uh, and I think um, I'm going to be looking for the future in the present uh, more uh, more often and more and more acutely. And uh, just kind of another angle that I found interesting is the fun with language angle, mm. where he took nouns. No, he took verbs and turned them into nouns by using gerunds. He were took they- nouns and turned them into verbs. Becoming is a verb, and that's now a noun, right? Become is a verb. Becoming is yeah. He did gerund. something. It did a switcheroo. He was using gerunds, although he was talking about present participles. Oh, really? Versus gerunds? Yeah. I yeah. I think he didn't go gerund. I think he went. We might need some gerundology. On yeah. This. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little research. Yeah. Yeah, but I'll we'll, we'll talk amongst ourselves in the meantime. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it now. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. Yeah. That's that's for later. Yeah. Uh, but um, which of the 12, and should we just rattle them off quick for the listeners? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So I'll do, I'll start. So becoming is the first one, followed by cognifying, which is sort of the artificial intelligence angle. Becoming is like updating software and the fact that everything continues to, to change so that it has to continue to become and update. Flowing, in addition to the way I drop my rhymes is also uh, an unstoppable stream in real time for everything. Uh, what, else, what else we got here? We, we, uh, four is screening. Yeah. 
uh, which I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, so I read this entire book on my, on my, um, the part that I wasn't listening to, I read yeah. on my phone, Yeah. which I, I thought was funny. I shared that with some of the people at the meeting. Yeah. I read almost all my books on my phone yeah. and they were like, there were some people who did these, like the, the paper people. Yes. Who, uh, the papists. The, the papists. Uh, you like them papes? It's, uh, uh, it's palpable. Yeah, it is palpable. It's, yeah. it's palpable yeah. too. Yeah. The, the, the papists, um, uh, brought, that's a, it's a word that means something. That's not what I'm well, referring to. Sure. Yeah. Just to get this disambiguous. Uh, the paperists. Uh, they brought, uh, they, they were, they just looked upon me with scorn. Yes. Uh, but even people who were electronophiles. Yes. Digerati. Digerati. Uh, they, they were also looking at me with. Askance? Uh, were a, they looking at you askance? Askance. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so screening. But screening is interesting though, because that's also where like, is there going to be some hybrid between paper and screens? Which yeah, I that's where he gets a little trippadocious. He gets, he yeah. does yeah. tripadelic, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah. but continue, yeah, more on that later. Yeah. Uh, accessing, sure, that's number five. We've only gotten through five. Sharing, yeah, it's caring. Yeah, do you have the other? You have the others there. Yeah, filtering. Uh, so intense personalization, and also in the information overload, you got to filter some of that action. Otherwise, you can't pay attention to anything. Uh, remixing. Uh, you know the the ability to unbundle and repackage and mash stuff up uh interacting uh which is what we're trying to do here i'm trying to interact with you listener. yeah i'm also doing the next one tracking tracking yeah 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 of you mike of, of you of all of us this is big data yeah that's what that's what uh um, panopticon is live yeah yeah um, get used to it that's right that's yeah. right i yeah. feel like there's a big data thing to be said uh then uh that's number that was number 10 questioning Hmm. Um, I thought he, he sort of, I liked this because I was tired by the end of his book, yeah. but he sort of petered out a little bit. He got through 10, Yeah. but he didn't want a 10 top 10 list. No, he wanted. So 11 is like, but do you really hmm. know? Hmm. What is it that you really know? Yeah. That was questioning. Sure. And then 12, um, which I thought was, uh, was a cute, really cute way to end yeah. was beginning. Right. Only now at the end, does he understand? This is uh, its beginning. It's a beautiful circle. Yeah. It's like the circle of life. It is. It's it, the inevitable circle yeah. of inevitability. I wanted, I wanted Kevin Kelly to hold me up like Simba after yes. I finished this book to celebrate my, yes. celebrate my having uh, completed it and the circle of life. Hakuna Matata, baby. Yeah, that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, so I, uh, I took a lot of notes in the notebook and, yeah. uh, using my, my notebook. Using uh, your, uh, your thumbs. Did you I jot took, them down? I took notes in high, so I highlighted. Nice. Uh, I, so I prefer blue, the blue highlighting. Yeah, you so got you can, a blue thing going right can, now. So I, I yeah, like, I'm I like my, it. I'm, I'm in my you. blue period. You're like deep blue. I am. Thanks. Yeah. Um, centaurs. You talk about centaurs at some point. Yeah. Uh, I took notes in every chapter other than becoming. Interesting. I thought it was unbecoming. Becoming was the first. That was the first. And it was kind of like you always have to update your software. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was the point. Yeah. It's like things are going to be different because they're always changing. Yeah. And becoming. Like, it's like, yeah, we get it. Right. Yeah. Next, yeah. Cha next chapter. <laughs> yeah. Next chapter. Yeah. That was just me. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was, well, if you want to be Elon Musk, you need to read two of those in a day. Yeah. Yeah. I have decided I've said it already, but I want to go one more beat on this. I think I would like, I would like to be so affluent yeah. that I could afford to just pay Elon Musk to read to me. Yes. That, that would be his sole profession. Right. 
You could apply what he knows. Would he, would he sing you lullabies too, or would it just read to you? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a nice voice? I don't know. I mean, he could just at least read them to me. He, he must. must. Yeah. That's my that's, uh, hashtag uh, career goals. Career goals. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, um, the becoming though, Brent. You, you said you didn't take notes, but I feel uh, talking about it being all around us. The the idea from what I'm looking at uh, a a brief synopsis here becoming moving from fixed products to always upgrading services and subscriptions. The, I I know that's happening now. Like I see that regularly. I've talked about it uh, with my cell phone. That now I'm almost leasing my cell phone to a great extent, whereas I used to buy it outright. And now I'm moving towards that model. And uh, you you deal with cable. You deal with all these things. Um, this feels like one that's moving quickly around us do you feel like that's why you didn't take notes on it it was already something that's happening or it's too ephemeral yeah by the time i i started to take notes on it but then i had to put a push an uh, yeah. ios update you had to upgrade, upgrade the app and that's no, like... fine it was fine it was fine i thought that um related to that note and and he he acknowledges that so many of these are are um interwoven uh, interwoven uh, interweaving would be in his in his construct yeah um is accessing so you know that, that that's the same kind of point that uh, possession is just not as important. And when you think about you know my apartment, which smells of rich mahogany, uh, like all of the books that I have, like I think about my daughter who's two and a half, like she probably won't have so many books. Like the form factor of books are nice, and maybe they'll be like book nativist movement, sure, or maybe you'll get a little Kevin Kelly the yeah. electronic book, which with right. pages right, that right. are like I don't like that idea, yeah. But um, books or, you know, I, I had, uh, I have all these CDs still, it's embarrassing. Sure. But, you know, or DVD, thing, things that are, were, that were material things that you would possess and that's how you, you know, accessed them and owned them. And yes. that's just already, like, that, that's the science fact. That's, that's today's, today, you know, and becoming tomorrow there mm -hmm. that that's just going to be a thing that people are used to just, just accessing. I think that's true. I, but I, I think the flip's, I mentioned this a bit last week too. Like I, I think for each of these trends, there's not an equal opposite trend, but there will be some pushback. Yeah. That's the nativist piece that I was. And, you know. and I do think the ability to write and like to take notes on paper that you can refer back to later, there is a certain um, tactile reassurance that, that you yeah, get. Don't you do get, it. That don't do it. That. I think there is though. Cause like, I think people want something with permanence in their lives because we live in an impermanent world where access is more what it's about rather than ownership and then even the idea of individual agency in terms of note-taking maybe that's going to translate into a digital format i know you have some ideas about that i do but it hasn't quite taken hold yet and it's one of those cases where like the the legacy model is right in front of us seems very easy to disrupt but at the same time there's a little more letting go than the futurists sometimes are willing to admit when you sort of exit something physical that you can hold yeah i i think this sounds nostalgic already in hearing it now i i happen to agree with you mm -hmm. but i think when i think about how kids these days communicate it's all about the thumbs like you know sure. that that's and i maybe a form factor happens when there's you know more ar etc you're interacting by moving parts of your body that aren't just your thumbs but I I think that the um, not the end, but a real decrease in sort of longhand note taking is upon us. Mm -hmm. 
and TBD on recall. There's been sort of conflicting studies on on recall on whether digital notes are better than longhand notes. But right, um, right, right. I do think that's a trend. Like it's it's sure. um, yeah, it's it's happening. I just think the counter trend is also interesting. I guess is my it is. point. Yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. and that like none of these are very few of these are 100. percent You know, many of them are. You know, the arc of history bends towards the inevitable. Mm-hmm. But there are times when we're not going to move in this direction. And there are also times when what seems inevitable is going to cause uh, uh, a reaction. And I you- think dry, this wasn't one of them, but um, he talks about uh, a lot of sort of uses self-driving cars as an example. I think that there will be nostalgia for human-driven cars sure. unless they are you know illegal or prohibited. And then there will be you know sort of off off track uh, human drive. Like that's a thing that people enjoy and will continue to enjoy mm-hmm. long past the point of a practical mode of transportation. Right, right. Uh, so I, I I think you're right. I think that there's interesting uh either counter movement or reactionary movement to to all of these trends yeah i think there's an opportunity to kind of play into that too it's more like just understanding the zeitgeist and like the anxiety that people are feeling which is why like to me filtering seemed most fundamental to me as a as a need where like we're just inundated with information these days i mean thankfully everyone who's listening to this show had the good insight to listen to this show to help us Absolutely. navigate that for them. But just the amount of information, like without even reading the articles that are forwarded to me, I feel way behind. And then that's not even counting the, the articles that I run into myself. Wait until Elon Musk is reading them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And then our, our external avatars or like our avatars, whatever, yeah, uh, sure, our sure, exemplars, like the people we're, we're trying to model ourselves after are like, they're like superhuman. That's the one with the tail, the blue guys Avatar, with the tail. Yeah, well, Cameron's back coming, to blue. He's coming back with three more avatars. False. True. Come on. Search. There's Google. I think and one there's a- Avatar Ooh. World now at Disney, I yeah, think, is opening. All of that, as well. yep. all of that Dan. What do, what do you think, Dan? What do you, what's your perspective? Well, I, I think you, you've nailed on a lot of stuff that's uh, very interesting in, in how you how it applies to my kids is more so than I, I'm even looking at it to, to Brendan's point about note taking and my, my child, uh, will she even care about cursive writing and things like that or what immediately crossed my mind when I look at some of these topics uh, and how the, the world moves forward. Uh, but overall, uh, the thing that I, I think I, I dive into the most and want to know more about and, and understand your perspective on is the tracking. You talk about the pushback, you know, you talk about that sort of uh, need to to want. I've said for a long time that the uh, Facebook, uh, as a prime example, people have said, oh, they'll never let you know who's looking at your profile, right? They'll never track that. They'll never show you that. Two weeks ago, I started getting notifications on Facebook saying, somebody looked at your profile. You haven't updated in a few months. You should update it now. And so clearly that's already, those wheels are in motion that they're going to start sharing that data and you're going to be able to see who's seeing your profile. It's not going to be privacy. And we've heard Mark Zuckerberg talk about, you know, the social network being less private and more expansive. Um, Tracking to me, Mike, is the one here that would be the most pushback, the one that's most interesting to me as something that could swing harshly in the other direction. Do you see one as more potential for for pushback or are these all two, as you guys were saying, interwoven together? Uh, to really have one individual one that you'd see more pushback on? Uh, I think I think tracking is an interesting one because tracking is the most double-edged, I guess, in terms of the benefit versus the drawback. And it ties very much to trust, where if I trust the agencies who are tracking me, 
I, I'm more hopeful that by virtue of letting them track me, it's going to make my life better. But if you look at the profit motive behind the internet, it's basically to sell me stuff. So I need to trust that by making my data more publicly available, it's going to allow me to get access to more stuff that I want to buy. Um, and I think there is a pretty powerful counter power, counter force uh, around freedom from tracking. So that's why I mentioned the Panopticon before. I think people do feel overly surveilled these days. I think people don't feel uh, freedom to operate independent of surveillance. And that's what it gets at my same point of the, you know, a counterpoint to screening is a desire for something more tangible. A counterpoint to tracking is a desire for freedom from, uh, from uh, the, the invasiveness uh, to your privacy. So, um, so that one in particular, I, I do think, I think you nailed it. Good job, Dan. That Thank one you. I think is really interesting because tracking, I don't know if it's purely, this is very like the future is positive. It was sort of, as a futurist, I think he was not necessarily getting into the places where there's a lot of genuine fear and concern about some of these trends. Uh, and that tracking in particular, I think is an interesting one. Mike, if they did, um, if they did like a Nat Geo yeah. or Discovery uh, or History Channel sure. show, yeah. uh, maybe more History Channel probably okay. is, is right in, in this space I'm yeah. talking about, that was just voice only. Uh -huh. You could be the talent as like the guy who's out hiding with his with his stuff and his, his uh, bug out bag will pen and getting off the grid i feel like there's yeah. this this is a whole unscratched niche sure here, is sure. the pod future uh, version of uh, what are those what are those people called? like they're they're um like survivalists yeah the end of the world people what are yeah. they like they're like the, the those people yeah 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 so yeah. i'm just saying this we just talked about it in the last show about how many different careers one can have. Right. I think that could be a that could be a possibility. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not uniformly luddite, and I'm not. No, you're not a luddite at all. But you're just you're just afraid of the of the, of the future. That's the, no, I, I don't think it's it's necessarily a fear of the future. I, I think it's more just a, an awareness of us as humans. Like we're not going to just lockstep line up to trends and say yes, these trends are the future. We will not question that. And I think if we don't exercise those muscles and we don't entertain alternative thought, I think there's a risk that human agency becomes less and less part of what we're sort of bringing to the world. So like, I do think it's important to question the trend and not also because we've talked a lot about it. Trends take time to take hold. So like if you give them 30 years, all these things are going to happen. But if you're going to say two years from now, how many of these things are going to fundamentally change? That's a pretty different conversation. Yeah. I uh, so I, I think tracking. I, I think you're right. Uh, I think that the one to me that is the one that's maybe most fraud is cognifying. Mm. It's most interesting to me. Uh, that's you know essentially AI um, empowering everything. And the I, I think I, I cited this last week when we were together, Mike. But the example that he gives is um, like how adding electricity to anything mm -hmm. changed that anything for everything. You know, you think about electrifying. Basically, anything changed fundamentally as a 10x change. Adding AI to anything, mm -hmm. so AI for X, um, adding AI to anything fundamentally changes it. Uh, that's one where our, our old friend, old from last episode, Elon Musk, is one of the leading voices in yep. concern around sure. uh, around AI. Um, 
And it's not clear that we humans are smart enough to write an AI that is moral enough to manage itself. Sure. Um, the three rules so of robots, right? I mean, if we yeah. go back to iRobot. Well, well, and also uh, Kevin, Robot Butler. Kevin Kelly, meanwhile, writes another post recently about the myth of super AI. Yeah. Which is kind of like we gotta what, jam what, on what, that. You're, what you're talking about. I'm, I'm sniffing out a future pod Oof. here. I'm picking up uh, what you're putting down <laughs> in terms of its aromatic quality. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, uh, the other thing, so we were talking about filtering. Um, one of the things that I thought was just interesting, you should, you know, you should maybe read this book or, or not, but um, some of the scope, like I, I think I didn't realize the scope of this. So for example, mm. in the fil- and this was in Yoli times 2016, whenever it was written. Back in the day. Yeah. Every 12 months. So this is every year, I think on the Gregorian calendar. Sure. In the traditional 12 month calendar. Yeah. Right. We, we never, we've never potted about that. We, no. we should, we should get back to yeah. that. Every 12 months we produce 8 million new songs. Okay. We as a collective people, species. We, him and Elon Musk, Kevin Kelly, <laughs> 8 million new songs. Yeah. 2 million new books. Okay. Goodness gracious. That's a lot That's of a lot. books. 16,000 new films. Okay. 30 billion blog posts. Wow. 182 billion tweets <laughs> and 400,000 new products. Like the scope of that yeah. is just, and there are some others similar to that. I won't, I won't just, you know, fact at you, but the, those are crazy numbers. Like the, the fact that we will have produced in the next third, uh, I'm going to make this up, but like up. in the next 30 days, yeah. we have produced more, uh, pieces of data yeah. than in the entire human history through the year 2000. It's like, it's, it's something a, like that, but it, it is it's because of the numbers. combination of tracking word, right. And big numbers, big numbers, uh, profusion of tools. Everybody's an author. Yes. Everybody, everybody's a creator. Yes. Because a lot of the non-creative tool, creative tasks are becoming automated anyway. Yeah. So like if you're not a creator already, you're going to create more. One of the things that I think is interesting wasn't in the book, but that um, would seem to run counter, at least in the... It's in our book. It's in our book. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Have you read our book? This is going to speech to text this. This is going to become a book. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's going to be a hardcover. They're going to really gonna, like I'm that gonna, chapter where I was, give it I was slagging yeah. on you for yeah. being the yeah. survivalist. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. not going to be able to translate I just, that. I just come back from Ireland. Please, please continue. Um, is, uh, is fake news. And sure. like, I think it's, it's interesting that in a world where, you know, we're talking about how everything is about access mm-hmm. and tracking, Yeah, I guess, filtering and filtering in the filtering he talks about being in a bubble that, yeah. um, uh, it's just, that's, a, that is an interesting, it's not counter trend, but that's a, that's a thing that we're going to have to, uh, contend with. And I also think, like we, sort of non-authentic agents is an interesting one too, where like whether it's AI or in the case of fake news, like Macedonian, this poor Macedonian, yeah. there's gotta be some lovely Macedonian teenagers out there who are just getting a bum rap. Are they listening to this? Uh, Mas- so my, one of the <laughs> don't, neighboring don't poke towns the beast. Yeah. from where I grew up, Rex, Ohio was, shout out to Rex, Ohio, yeah. was Macedonia. Nice. So I always feel like a little affinity. I also really like Alexander the Great. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I think Dan, we we uh, I think we're we're turning pumpkins, but I'll tell you, I I feel like this we're not done. There's more, yes, there's more. There's remixing. Sure. Do we do enough remixing? Do we do we do enough um, sharing? Sharing. I think there's a part two coming. I think there's yeah. a part two that will will be uh, a discussion on the rest of those topics and probably more as the the conversation continues. I'm a futurist. I I feel like there's a part twoing. We're in. That we need to do. Let's do it. That's what I can agree with. So that's going to leave it here for the discussion around the inevitable. Uh, But there's more to come on a second episode. You can catch that next week right here on Trending in Education. 